Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Artist Date. My name is Jana Komarnitska and I'm joined by Pedro Bonato. <laughs> <laughs> and in this show we explore all different aspects of creativity, art's life as a couple and uh, living out of art things. So, uh, for everyone who is new, welcome to our show. For everyone who watched previous episodes already, welcome back. Thank you so much for leaving comments and your questions. Don't forget that you can always submit questions about any episodes and stuff related to what we are talking about uh, via form at yanadance.com slash artistlife. I will include link. Artist date. Artist date. <laughs> <laughs> I will include direct link in the description to this video, so you can just click there. And also want to let you know that this uh, uh, show is brought to you by Yana Dance Club. <laughs> which is our teaching platform, which will be interesting for everyone who likes dancing, specifically belly dancing and Middle Eastern and Near Eastern folkloric style. We explore a lot there. Link will be also in the show notes. And something tells me that today we actually will talk briefly about Yana Dance Club 2 as a part of our I, <laughs> artist life. I think so. so mm -hmm. what's up? So what's up? Yeah, so first <laughs> of all, well, besides thanking you guys for uh, joining. Um, if you haven't watched the previous episode where uh, we interview Jesper and Cecile um, the, about uh, the nomadic lifestyle and uh, actually traveling with three kids and one dog and going around the world actually. And two big drums. And two big drums, yeah. So <laughs> like you should go check it out. It was a fascinating conversation. One of those uh, things that it just happens. We were really not even though like having kids and all this stuff is of course always on our minds but like it was one of those uh, interesting experiences of randomly finding this like danish couple in this madrasa in uh, istanbul and uh, so anyway i highly recommend people check it out i was listening to it again um yesterday and it was a very fascinating take on education very mind-bending ideas that I recommend people to check it out uh, and uh, today we are in again in Turkey we left uh, Istanbul. Istanbul after like two weeks there and uh, we decided to go south go to basically I guess this is already Asian side right it's already Asia yes uh, it's already part not part of Europe where we were mm -hmm. before in Istanbul and we're in a city called Izmir which is a very ancient city here it has been occupied i guess for the last eight thousand years as most places here uh, in turkey and right now we are at this uh, agora we're actually at the basement of this uh, agora of this like town square i guess like that has been used since the hellenistic times right so it has been uh, used in by the greeks then later by the romans and then later uh, by by the Christians and then by Muslim people and now it has been uh, transformed into sort of a museum and you're very lucky and uh, fortunate that uh, and I guess thanks to the Turkish uh, museums for uh, the opportunity to record here and uh, we, we and I guess today so this is where we are right now and uh, as maybe if you don't know I'm a photographer and a musician and Jan is a dancer so when we travel we like to create content together both for like fun and promotion and all those things but also to create as something Yana was mentioning about creating thing like content for the Yana Dance Club so we record 
like this beautiful like classes, a 20 minute uh, training session, sometimes ho like whole intensives in these beautiful places around the world. Please, we try to, to bring that kind of like level of visual quality to, to, our, uh, to our content. And I think recording here, because yesterday when we were walking around, you, yeah. uh, oh, I guess I should let you talk about <laughs> what you thought and then I'll, I'll get into it. It was funny because uh, we, uh, obviously this is not a script the conversations, but we only discuss like which topic Pedro wants to bring up and which topic I want to bring up. And then yesterday, uh, when you said, first of all, we were planning to actually to be to today to go to Ephesus which is also very known ancient place but then we came in the morning here and we were doing some creative dance videos for my social media uh, but also like the vibe and your idea of oh maybe we should stick around here because this is our last day in Izmir tomorrow we already go to somewhere else and uh, use this like you know vibe of very calm and very I mean, obviously, it's one of the biggest sightseeing in Izmir, but it's not that crowded, like touristic place that it's always like a lot of lot of people. And I'm pretty sure once I said it, <laughs> you'll have a lot now coming during this recording. But to have this idea of uh, recording, just you know, like a talk, like artist uh, date here was very interesting. And when you also mentioned which topic you want to bring up, I was thinking like, like, oh my God, mine is so similar because what I wanted to bring up is actually the process of preparing for shoots and uh, from the angle of learning, learning process. Because what basically happens, we have a bunch of different like types of shoots like this is one the recording for artist date uh, we have educational shoots that we record uh, uh, dance videos for Yana Dance Club sometimes for YouTube some small tips too uh, then we have more creative dance videos that is more for social media that's what we were yesterday recording here and uh, check my Instagram because I will be posting a lot soon <laughs> from from specifically uh, Turkey videos but also uh, also, you have your own project. It's basically the topic you, mm -hmm. you will bring up later today in this conversation. But also for me, uh, we have a photo shoots. So I'm not only shooting videos, but for social media especially, I'm shooting photos. And uh, the reason why I wanted to bring up, because this was the topic of this week, we finally start actively like shooting and preparing to shoot because first two weeks in Istanbul it was just to look around meet people figure out what we are doing here uh, but now since we are heading like to Izmir now we're here then we are heading to Pamukkale to Cappadocia and this will be very intense two weeks uh, of shooting 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 and it's already on my mind to plan so I kind of wanted to talk about the process of preparing for shoot while you are in unknown place. So you haven't been in that place, you don't know what exactly will happen, but uh, as a blogger, I guess, too, like you kind of need to uh, figure out what will look good. And um, photos for me, they don't come natural. It's not like I'm not a photo model. I don't consider myself a photo model. So there are a couple of poses that, okay, I, I kind of know, but to make it very, that's not very natural for me. So I know my process of uh, 
preparing for your photo shoots, it has a different stages. First of all, it's choosing locations, or if I know exactly which location we are gonna go in the city, I always check on social media or on Google, like how it looks visually, because that will give me idea of which outfits to use, uh, not only from color palette, but also uh, gives me idea of vibe, like either dance-wise I want to record something or photo-wise uh, what I want to record. So that comes like the first step. And then I typically also know in my wardrobe, because right now we are traveling, I don't have any single costume with me. <laughs> so although I'm a dancer and we're doing a lot of shows, they're all like creative but inspired, more like a mixing of uh, I would say everyday lifestyle and dance together and in these sometimes very ancient places so how it all put together so visually it looks interesting so uh, first of all it's like checking how the place look but then I go and usually check uh, potential let's say poses I'm not talking about dance videos right now I'm talking about specifically photo shoots which for me I feel a little bit more difficult uh, so that usually brings me, I have a folder on Instagram, like those saved uh, folders, that whenever I scroll Instagram, scroll social media, and they say, oh, this photo is cool from anyone, like oh, either on Explore or on my feed, I typically save it. And I usually later try to think uh, what I like there. And in most cases for me, it's about Pose. So then I use this folder as my reference. So whenever I'm preparing for the shoot, I go to that folder and scroll. Oh, something like this would be cool in the that place that we are going. Oh, I have like similar outfit in terms of like, oh, this is like pants and I don't know, loose blouse. Because if I like the pose and it's in the, like super long flowy skirt and I don't have this dress, obviously that pose will not work for me, etc. So it's kind of choosing... Uh, getting inspiration from other people but here is where sort of creativity comes because i'm not there are two kind of conflicting topics here that we can talk about one is copying exactly which is of course uh not like it's plag plagiarism 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 uh which is in dance, of course, we're talking as a dancer, like, oh, you cannot just copy someone else's dance. You cannot just uh, go and uh, like uh, take learn from YouTube and then uh, record and put it out. So it's a copyright of authors. And kind of in the photos, I have the same feeling that like if you exactly exactly copy to the little details, like oh, the same I don't know hat, and the same cup, and the same etc., you're basically just copying it. And at the same time, if you take inspiration and uh, you try to analyze, like, using it as a learning tool, because when we learn, we copy. When we learn dance, we copy teacher. When we learn, I don't know, singing, we also copy teacher. When we learn some, I don't know, woodcraft, we also copy teachers. So using it as a learning process brings up very different things because sometimes like oh you see the pose i'm talking from my experience mm -hmm. of like uh, now struggling with like photo shoots uh, and i'm no i know that i'm not that bad i can pose somehow <laughs> but still like to make sometimes like super like intricate pose it, it, i don't feel it that's also another like layer of it, what it visually looks and how yeah. you feel, it's different things. But sometimes using like the reference of photo, like, okay, how did it, ex like why on the photo it works and why if, 
I was shot and I see on camera and why my photo doesn't work at all. Like looking at those nuances and going into the pose. And what usually happens while I'm trying to go into the pose, something else comes up. Mm -hmm. And then either you stop midway, like, oh, hold here, that was nice. Or I just start playing around because some poses, they just don't feel natural for me. But uh, this, uh, I don't know, I was just thinking it's a very interesting, in my mind, topic of copying, but in a good way, not pretending mm -hmm. it's yours, but copying as a learning tool, vice versa, copying as just ripping off and uh, someone's creativity let's say and uh, uh, pretending it's yours hmm. yeah that's interesting the, well about the, the modeling thing is interesting to like to see how much you've grown over time about like uh, about posing and how it's just a thing that happens with most people that uh, they're very self-conscious in front of the camera and this, as a photographer you see that almost all the time unless you're working with a very experienced model even on the last recording i was even thinking that uh, we were having such a nice conversation laughter and as soon as you get ready to take a photo people tense up mm -hmm. right it's a very common problem with uh, photographers like so i think like you're way better than you think but you're not at the level that you would like to be which you see the final result of like certain people that mm -hmm. you admire and when you're talking about like uh, Instagram or like uh, the people the, the things that get suggested to us they're basically the pinnacle of whatever the algorithms will think that you'll like yeah. so it's already almost perfection quote-unquote of what you want mm -hmm. and you want to suddenly and it's stuff that you could even have stumbled upon it naturally doing because whenever you see the process of making from those creators that you admire you know they have and then as you see their things you will see them let's say uh, their go-to poses that they have nailed yep. right so that's something that that happens a lot and there is of course uh, there is of course some like very iconic, very, uh, let's say, very uh, important, uh, like, models that they were able to express, to make the the process of modeling invisible, right? Mm -hmm. So they were basically expressing themselves and then the photographer could go and capture whatever they're doing. For most of us, that process doesn't come that natural, at least it takes a while. But one thing that I noticed, like, for example, shooting with you or shooting with models or shooting with other kinds of people, uh, they are... Some model, if they are like, I worked with a few models that were like amazing and did not have to, they knew what instinctively or by experience what, what you wanted or mm -hmm. what could be done in that kind of thing. But at the same time, they also have their go-tos, right? And I remember that, uh, I think it was Richard Avedon, one of the big like fashion photographers of the 20th century. Um, one thing apparently that he used to do is that he would uh, shoot with... Um, without film it was in film times before digital and he would shoot without film in the beginning because he did not want to waste it because people mm. were doing the their poses that they would go to and after the model got really tired that's when he got some yeah. of the very iconic shots so you have that mask like down and he was trying to go with this idea of like fashion and authenticity and all those things and in the instagram world when we go to certain places around here you see like everyone going to try to do their like like cute posy like things and of course uh, on to this to, to this note about like a copying as being a, a sounding like other people as uh, new gaiman said in one of the his uh, 
his commencement speeches. I should put a link because that's a very cool one. That he talks about make good art, and he says about that. Oh, over time you will sound a lot like other people. He's talking about the process of writing, but it was this idea of like you you will sound a, a lot like other people on your process of writing until you find your own voice, mm. right? Which and I think for posing, especially like seeing for photography, comparing, let's say with with. Posing with lighting, for example, the camera does not see what we're seeing. Also, the camera does not see what we're seeing in our imagination. <laughs> that's a different layer. <laughs> yeah, but that's an important thing. How many times, like, I feel like, oh, I'm so, like, relaxed, so, like, sensual, and then you, like, relax your face, and I'm like, but I am relaxed, <laughs> I'm super relaxed right now. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's so funny how it's different things, what we see. Yeah how it looks like, how we see like visually, and how we see on the camera. <laughs> and uh, like about that, because the camera is, uh, that's one of those things that I was actually thinking about, I was not even going to bring this up, but it's actually related to this, which is what's the idea of reportage, right? So it's I'm reporting what I'm seeing and what I'm doing, which is one kind of photography, which I usually don't do, or I'm creating a world or creating a scene. And how much, to me at least, uh, you have truth in the reportage part, but you also have truth in the fiction part, which is all those internal aspirations. How can I, in a photograph, in a two-dimensional collection of, of uh, pixels of, of, of light, interpret internal um, like thought processes and emotions and all those things, right? So it's sort of like as much as we, let's say, whenever you're going, even the most... Uh, let's say, I've, I've seen this many times, like in journalism, like people, okay, I'm going to the house, I'm going to be super spontaneous. Yeah, but they clean their house first, because they knew you're coming, <laughs> right? So people always have this idea, and I don't see that as a bad thing. We have these aspirations of something better, or something more beautiful, yeah. that this way it doesn't work, but this way it does. And our goal of trying to find it, it appears like everywhere. And this idea of like copying, it's funny that we talk about this idea of copying uh, um, here, specifically because this place was used built rebuilt built rebuilt until there was like an earthquake like to like 1800 years ago like almost 2000 years ago there was a big earthquake that really destroyed the, the infrastructure so they could not really continue using it but it was used for how many centuries through three or four or five different uh, cultures maybe more in this place and for example you can see that with the Greeks that created so much stuff and they actually actually borrowed a lot of things for from the Egyptians mm -hmm. and even Mesopotamians right and they always were like referential to, to, to the Egyptians and then the Romans came and then they basically copied even the gods right and mm -hmm. uh, and even the style of, uh, of architecture and the uh, all the learned things were actually from Hellenic uh, times and I think that's something that we're always copying but we can't help to make it our own right and with uh, with Instagram like just to go back to the, from this ancient to this new thing you think for example just to give an example of one photo that has been copied to death um, the follow me ah, photo yes. right yes. so it's like you probably seen this in uh, on YouTube that you see someone I from the background it. you I see you yeah. should do it too <laughs> um, that it's like the girl she has uh, she's seen from the back and then she has her uh, hand uh, towards the back and the photographer is basically holding her. So it's like this POV of the photography, point of view of the photographer, and he's holding her hand and he's being taken by her uh -huh. to usually like a beautiful location. I can't remember the name of the photographer that first came up with this idea and then, but I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. 
uh, to try to put his name here uh, so you got mm -hmm. credit or credit is due. And this idea was so cool that people decided yeah. to start to be, it became a language. It became a language. It became something that you do this. You Before Instagram, there was the Kodak moments, right? So you had these times where they used to say, oh, here, if you, if you pose here, if you do this pose, if you're doing this thing, like holding the the uh, the pizza uh, uh, tower oh as if it's falling you know like things that people started doing and imitating but there is something to be said about the intention of the imitation and mm -hmm. i think that's uh, in the western world we have a lot that like ideas are property and uh, the idea of copyright yeah. is ideas of yeah. property and but then it's basically we say this kind of idea is property but this other one is not Right, and how many layers are you going to do? Yeah. Like, we don't know who made this, for example, this place. Yeah, Where is, there is one thing that you said that I kind of disagree, uh, just coming from experience of like dancers, that, oh, we can't help but make it our own. Uh, and I think many dancers, especially in my field, like belly dancers, if someone is watching, they will agree with me too, because how often, like in the competitions, or even like mm. on YouTube, like we see like, oh, but this is like copies of this famous dancer. So someone came up with their own style. They became famous or known for their individuality. And then people start copying, 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 usually like starting or literally imitating this dance like again, again, again. And then especially it's visible on competitions that it's like one after another, one after another. And if it's a long competition, at some point, like they all look the same. Like there is no personality. Like, yeah, the dancers are the different. They might have choreographed them themselves, but they did not find their own way and style. And it just brought me, I don't know, I all analyze all my learning patterns. Like right now we are talking about learning, posing and photographing, but of course from dance experience, like it kind of reminds me that. So it's not necessarily, it's also how you are using someone else's material to get inspiration and to get learning because simply copying doesn't work. That's why I was talking, then I look at the photos sometimes, I literally analyze, oh, why it works here? Ah, this photo, the girl has a lot of like jewelry, cool, so it looks rich. My like bare arm sometimes, ah, it looks blah, like it doesn't work. Oh, here, like she kind of like twisted like slightly to the side, but hips to another side, like, you know, little twist. Oh, that's why it looks, mine, it looks straight. So it doesn't look like the shape occurred. So it's more from analyzing. And that's what a lot I also, again, I can't help but compare to my own field because that's how I always say like students, uh, you analyze, like if you're learning someone else choreography, uh, with permission of like teacher choreographer you can even perform it but you analyze like if you video record yourself and you're not happy you literally analyze by details what's not working is it the step is it the placement of feet is it the arms is it like some technique so uh, it's more because that's natural like even kids and they're learning to to walk like they see adults walking so they're trying to copy too or mm -hmm. like eating or like all our mechanic, like uh, natural things that we are learning from like being a kids to grown adult. It's basically copying, copying the world around us and at some point discovering and inventing something else, something new. <laughs> but um, it's this like very thin line of how exactly you use this process uh, to enrich your own activities. Yeah, it's an interesting idea about uh 
what I meant, like you can't help but uh, like make it your own in the sense that you, so I, I don't think you're in disagreement, it's more like you can't help if you're really trying to express yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like this, uh, you can wear these masks to reveal or you can wear masks to hide. Yeah. So it's the same idea with, uh, with the choreography and I was like thinking about this that you were saying like, for example, how many times a person has done even exactly the same pose and we see things as being a copy, but it's literally a different location, different person, different space and time. So how is it a copy? Is it a copy of the patterns that were created? It is a different person. It's not the first one. So to me, at least, oh. I always thought, and we always like to, okay, this is my original idea. So this is original. But we forgot all the things we're copying to make that original yeah. thing. You know, for example, in photography, um, I copied how to, even though it's like a technique, let's say, how to, if I want to blur the background, I saw someone doing it, I saw what it was, and I'm using that technique. Yep. Am I cop so since I'm using that element of, of the technique, am I copying it? How zoomed in or zoomed out you, you have to be to say that something is a copy? And even when it is a copy, let's say if you're doing, a, for example, in music, if you're doing, a, it's, it's actually, there is no right or wrong in this, it's just how you interpret yep. it. And I think sometimes people try to actually, you know, like that idea of, even thinking of like recording this in this ancient place, and then we, when we go into the, the subject of uh, like that I wanted to bring up, is this idea of us wanting to have immortality, in a way, mm -hmm. or even if it's not immortality in the sense of we'll live forever, but something that is us, that either will be remembered or that can be identified as you, mm -hmm. in art, and I think that's where the obsession, in a good way, for artists to be original come from it's like oh i don't want to be like anyone else i don't want to be the one that copies let me be original <laughs> but then you forget everything that you're copying for example the even the vocabulary let's say belly dance for my limited knowledge but watching you and watching you don't know probably thousands of dancers at this point but like at least hundreds you know when the, the movement is being done let's say quote unquote properly or at least when it looks beautiful mm -hmm. right and there are certain recipes that you can copy to make that thing look there and then of course you can do one layer above it which is make it your own and it's interesting like for example just a difference between dancers and, and musicians is that musicians are used to and people are used to listening to music that uh, like it's a cover of i don't know led zeppelin or whatever right and sometimes you want it to make as close as possible to the 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 original song to the point that in the Western music, in Eastern music, like in the, in the Middle East and other places, they actually like to make it different and they actually make it a point of, okay, I'm playing this specific traditional song, but I'm making it in my own style. Mm -hmm. And the audience really appreciates you doing it in your own style. Whereas in the West, sometimes I remember seeing The Wall, the show, which is a great, fantastic show. But as we saw, like, I don't know, two or three times I watched it. And it exa sounds exactly the same. So you're copying yourself. <laughs> so you were original in the 70s, but now you're just copying yourself. And to mm -hmm. me, that's like, in music, it's okay for you to go and do your own. For example, the best interpretation of Toxic by Britney Spears is by this, I forgot the name of the band, but I'll put a link to it. because It's a beautiful, beautiful like song, but it's a beautiful version that the person did completely different, right? But it's still the song, so they're imitating, but on their own way, and so that's okay. But the other person that Im imitates, it's not. So... 
And there is also the level of mastery. It reminds me of uh, Hilary Hahn. I guess I am disagreeing with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Hilary Hahn, the, it's a, she's a violin pa player. And she was doing, she was asking this TV show to do an interpretation of the first song that she learned huh. in the violin. Which is this, like, it's a very simple, like, I think even I know how to do it. It's like, like, this very simple, like, song that people, it's the first song you learn in the violin, like, in the traditional methods. And this master, like, uh, musician goes, picks up the bow in the show, and she plays her version, super simple, I'm sure to her. It's the simplest thing you could probably do. It's probably very difficult not to add your hundreds of years of um, things, but she did this very simple thing. So she's copying herself, but it's not. It's completely original. If you have heard that mm. the first time. So anyway, it's just something to, to keep in mind that you never know the layers of copying unless you want to sound like other people. So I always like to think of uh, like the copying as are you putting a mask to reveal yourself? Because you identify with that thing, or that is a goal, or that is something that you mean to inspire. Okay, this is my version of this. Or is this interpretation just me hiding because I want to seem like someone else? Yeah, that's also a copying as a learning process. Like what for? To pretend you already like super like, you know, like cool at this? Or to use it as expanding your vocabulary of whatever it is either movements in dance or, I don't know, chords in music or uh, poses in photo, photo shoots. And I think I brought up, even this topic was on my mind, uh, uh, learn, like copying as a learning process because uh, there are some uh, travel bloggers which I admire a lot and they constantly share like their like, process too. And I know like people, some people, they have like this, uh, um, images in their mind appearing like for some like I guess composers like they hear melodies for dancers we see dances in our mind and there are some people who see photos in their mind like can be photographers or can be models oh, yeah. for instance so for them it's like oh they know what they want oh, I want a chair in this field randomly and then this kind of dress and then they because they have this image they start finding props and outfits like for me it doesn't come natural like that sometimes I have a mood or I have an idea of outfit, but not the entire fort itself that I'm trying to recreate what I see in my mind in this photo. And it partially comes from like, let's say creative outlets. Like as I say, some people hear melodies, some people may have photos, but it also I feel comes from experience. So for me, it's easier to find some reference. Oh, this is sort of like similar location to what I will have. Or this is sort of similar outfit. And this is my starting point. So it's not like I am, uh, doing this exactly photo reproductive, but I will start from here because even to get into this photo mood and relax as you were telling like in the beginning It's the most tense. So it's the easiest for me way. I will start from here I will try to go through this like pose or mood and then I will let things naturally happen mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of like copying in order to expand what I call my posing vocabulary so with time it kind of goes because I will not remember like a year from now oh, I was really trying to do this pose and it will not be exactly like the same but some elements of it will stay in my body like I will remember like oh this little twist really works nice on camera or like the arm here looks nice on camera so I will kind of include this element in some other photo shoot for some other photo it will come naturally not even me analyzing it so it's kind of like what i think 
in which sense, I will agree with you, we can help to make it our own, but with time. Oh, yeah, if we keep course. learning, 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 like putting, expanding, like getting inspiration, with time, we cannot help but make it our own. Yeah, and it's, uh, I think that's one of those things that people, like, they, use, they used to, um, we as artists do that all the time as well, that you judge an artwork or something you created on its own, right? So if you judge it on its own, first of all, uh, this again, it's a borrowed idea of thing from, from like I heard I think from Jordan Peterson that he was talking about that you're not one person, but you're this collection of people across time. And that's actually huh. even because uh, you are you are not you are who you are now, but you are the influence now, you're the influence on the future and on the past. And it's funny, interesting for us to say, I'll probably include a little clip of this here. Our first and my first idea of a project together with you, this is way before I even heard of, uh, of uh, Peterson or start thinking of Jung Jungian terms about things. But I even told you, oh, we should do this photo that is like every year we do like a different one that is on the same place. And it took us only six years to start <laughs> doing that project. But I was thinking like how it would be to take one model and put her in the same background and over time seeing her interact with her previous selves so your your past self cannot know what's going to happen in the future yeah. but your future self knows what you were doing then so creating this we did the first photograph in that uh, in that series when you were in kiev uh, at the beginning of the year so soon the next one but i i was mentioning uh this so that we are this collection across time and same thing with our artwork. So sometimes I remember some people come, especially when you're not an artist, you go, oh, this album is bad, this album is this, or in case of me, oh, this performance was not good. But what is that performance in the context of the whole... Um, arc of development. Arc of, not only that, imagine this, for example, how many, especially us with like, music, we basically play, like in our case, traditional music, and with our own spin, sometimes combining different ones and all that. And that's already, let's say, oh, that's the element of originality, right? But I think it always depends on how you zoom in or zoom out because you can choose to play a specific song. For example, when we did one song that was about um, resisting, for example, the Ottoman Empire in Bulgaria, one mm -hmm. of our songs in the Blue Dot Ensemble, and uh, afterwards a song that is a Zeybeki song that is of, in Turkish style that uses a beat that was used by the Ottoman uh, like army and now it's used only in in art so what would be the um, like what's we're copying and even we're trying to do traditional songs you're literally trying to copy as possible and that's where the value is or oh, you can do it exactly even um, the people that we met at the bazaar here that they do let's say illuminated paintings they have their own style and the guy there that we are probably going to do insert a little video but he had he's doing let's say illumination which is a specific technique for painting mm -hmm. and for drawing here in the middle east and we found this beautiful little in the little bazaar this huge beautiful Hopefully room we will record separate video yeah? and then link here too yes. because it's worth so yeah and, uh, and uh, but i mentioned this guy because of course he is borrowing from like specific traditions mm -hmm. and then he's doing his own thing that he's doing like surreal elements in his paintings they're related to that and we value that thing at the same time we value the people that when you go to that madrasa in istanbul which we're going to come back to where they're doing the paintings exactly how they were doing what five six hundred yeah. years ago so in the end i cannot help but mention uh amirali that is the director of the aga khan museum in toronto uh that one thing that when we're talking about this idea of originality is that 
the only thing pure is the mixture. I wish I could take credit <laughs> for that <laughs> phrase. I actually, since I'll make sure I'll take credit for the phrase. No, it's, <laughs> you know, he was the first one and who knows where he got the idea from. Uh, like that there is this mixture of ideas and there will be things that will be our own, but... And How there much they are our own and the, and Not only that, but what does it matter? If you're doing something that is beautiful, because mm -hmm. on this artistic interpretations, you're always we're never looking at what the audience is looking. It's sort of like the most egotistic part of being an artist. You need it as you feel to be original and to to be to express yourself. But what if it's the first time? For example, I remember listening to, let's say, Lama Badi Yathathana, one of the main like Arabic songs. It's very beautiful, and um, to the people that are in the world music scene. Is sort of like playing Gustami Magla, or which is a, like a um, from um, Serbia, like a song. They're sick and tired of playing that. It's sort of like playing "She Loves You," yeah, 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 like that kind of stuff. So it's one of those <laughs> those things. But why would you? Uh, it's a beautiful melody, and the playing as people used to play hundreds of years ago is going to bring the audience to this different place, right? And so, in that sense, the copying. Is transcendental. Mm -hmm. It's just that in art we're always trying to be the original, the original, the original. But there is something to be said. Or even we're gonna we ha we're not there yet, but we're gonna go to Egypt soon, and hopefully, inshallah, as they say here. <laughs> but we're going to go to Egypt, where for three thousand years they're basically doing art by the numbers, meaning you want to copy exactly for three thousand years. I mean, of course, there are differences between the old kingdom and the new kingdom, and the new, like all, all, there are differences. But basically, what Kofu and people like did in the in the, in the like in the uh, old kingdom became the standard to which people would paint and do and do things and that art and today we admire that quote unquote consistency mm -hmm. right so I guess this is a defense of copy in a way <laughs> like because it's like yeah originality is cool but if you haven't mastered the copying exactly even in Ukrainian like patterns and, and things like that on, on paintings or on on, on embroideries. Uh -huh. Yeah, like the most beautiful ones are the ones that they basically look. If you go to a museum, they will look like the ones in the 1800s. And then, of course, some people they can do that and transcend. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this uh, for an artist is something I haven't thought about before. But it's like for an artist, it's sort of like this idea that you want to combine both the best elements of copying things that work or that are beautiful or that are solutions to problems with your own infusion of uh, your own contribution in a way although the act of copying is already original mm. anyway that's my mm. artwork talk <laughs> i was thinking like how to add like copying elements or copying a vision or maybe not elements but I don't know, can't find the second word, but I think that's the difference that will lie, uh, lie between copying as a like useful tool and copying as maybe not something that at some points we should do and pretend it's ours. <laughs> no, of course. Like, uh, yeah, like I would not get the traditional, I think it's sort of like you want to, just like in science, that in that way copying and originality is something that you want to build on top of previous knowledge. One thing that happens in science a lot is that you want to, let's say, uh, say where you got that idea from, yeah. where you got that data from, so that the person can go and check it out, right? And so, um, 
in that honesty. I guess that's the best way to that it's it's the honesty on your approach. So for example, let's say right now, for example, I'm literally trying to learn uh, uh, the Darbuka in Turkish style, mm -hmm. for example. So I'm literally copying what. And the other thing is like if I try to be okay, let me innovate and try to make it my own. I haven't mastered it yet. Yep. I haven't copied it enough so that my soul will be shown beyond the copying. Mm. So the copying is a fundamental part of, of, what's, of what happens. The problem is when you cannot be original. That's the problem of oppressive societies when, oh, no, 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 you're not supposed to do it differently, supposed to be that way. Mm. So then you lock the art and the creativity and that's not cool. And you see that all the time, even when people try to do, make their own, like in music, when you do like some people poo poo the idea of like a fusion in dance or in music or like in those things, when everything that you're doing is it was fusion at some point, right? So it was for a while traditional, and if it was for a long time traditional, it's very, very likely that it came from a very oppressive society. And why would you want to imitate that? Mm. And maybe you want to imitate that now because you know that we are not in that specific moment anymore, you know? So it's, it's quite fascinating. I, haven't, I didn't know we were going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I think that even just to close off, like with what I got from this place, if we can even think about this in terms of imitating, which is me. I remember when I was uh, like a kid and I was watching this um, uh, National Geographic documentary. And they were basically showing this, uh, I think it's called Australopithecus afarensis. It's one of our ancestors from um, 1.5 million years ago. Maybe the numbers are wrong. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't quote me on that, but you can Google it. Uh, but they found the bones in Ethiopia of uh, Lucy, they mm. called. It's the oldest humanoid. Now they found one that is older, but it's like the, the oldest, like almost complete skeleton of this humanoid. And it's like this little thing. Mm. Uh, and they are not our direct ancestors, but we are one of the branches that mm. came to, to us. And one thing that they were doing back then, before computers and everything, I swear there is a point to what I'm saying, uh, they, they started doing this, because uh, I remember this yesterday, they started putting these clay things on top of um, imitating muscles, uh. on top of uh, skeletons, uh -huh. of uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Face? Like yeah, like the um, skull. Uh. Uh, and and then putting eyes and then putting the skin and making how would that person look like. Mm. Very interesting. And I remember being at what, eight, nine and seeing this and it actually ties up to yesterday about even about copying. I was so interested as we were traveling in the city of like travel vlogging this sort of like, which is what sort of what we're trying to do here of showcasing the art of exploring and creating at the same time, right? And we're getting better at like however, to visually depict this or in audio format in case people are listening in audio. Uh, but I was like, well, and I had this, I really like the images of you following the researcher or you following the photographer, following the mm -hmm. artist. And I even said to, to Jan, oh, whenever you see me walking around, like film me or on purpose, okay, I don't know how to, should I walk normally here to portray the idea of exploring? Like, or should I have a crew around me? If I have a crew around me, it would be a different vibe, yep. right? So even that, you're already copying something, but it's my thing, right? So I'm, you're copying, let's say, one part of the vocabulary to make your own, right? So it's, it's an interesting point. But for me, about copying, like uh, the idea that I had was this idea of the ancient and the new. And 
I mentioned this uh, uh, National Geographic documentary of recreating those people because the project I have right now, even though I totally forgot about this specific like video on VHS from National Geographic I used to watch when I was nine, uh, I had this image like whenever you walk, let's say in a place like this, and then you were looking at this ancient history, maybe there is a plaque somewhere that explains something, now there are audio guides, maybe there is a tour guide and there's all these people around, but you really don't have a sense of the place unless you have a very active imagination and now with movies or even video games that really reconstruct that place like there is that one i shout out to that assassin's creed origins for video game lovers or if you're not a video game lover you will love this because you can walk around the library of alexandria it's very cool it's like beautiful and the, all the artwork is like they got egyptologists to to actually go through all the elements so you walk on the fields you find uh, hippopotamus you find the crocodiles it's fascinating and um, that's sort of like virtual reality in a way where you are taking elements of your imagination of someone's imagination or of a collective and putting it there so what i decided to do as a task to something that as a, this idea of like copying, like I was, or our collaborations together to get out of the copying idea a little bit in terms of originality, mm -hmm. I think we already talked about that a lot, but what I was thinking was more like in our collaborations, besides creating like, like beautiful, like dance videos or like all this other content around you that we're creating, usually our work inspire me for a series, or at least I ask you kindly to be my model <laughs> so I can test out some ideas, right? So for example, I had this idea of recreating this combination of ancient places and ancient people because usually you want to see the people not the, just necessarily the architecture and that's the element missing and how it was before mm -hmm. right and uh, i was thinking why not combining this ancient let's say constructions like we have now and putting a person in that space and combining that with a 3d digital reconstruction of the place with uh, I'm still searching for like an artist to to collaborate on that element because I can't learn everything on my own but uh, well but like it would be cool to be like with someone just like I don't do the makeup myself on models like you, you, you collaborate with different people but this idea of computer-generated images that are representative today they're good enough for they almost if you do it correctly they're almost indistinguishable for the real thing except that it's not grounded on the real thing. So that's why I wanted mm -hmm. to combine this idea of photography and the digital representations. And then to include either a person on the scene if you're on location or do a composite. A composite is basically when you combine two images together that I shoot in studio with someone that will make like the costumes to be representations of what they were before. So to tie back just to this idea of copying, in a way I am copying an image of ancient times. But at the same time, it's not because it never really happened. So you're trying to be as faithful to hear history as possible with the knowledge that it's absolutely impossible because you are not there. You did not capture those photons, mm -hmm. you know? So it's this active, but you're trying to be as original with your creativity and your imagination to help people imagine that place in a different light. Something that maybe, not they would not be capable of, they would be capable, but that little extra aid of creating art inspired by antiquity combines those two things of originality and copying and i think that was yes, everything to do with uh, what we're talking about in terms of creativity yeah but you are a person who you do see images in your head yeah like you 
like you seek like the environment or like uh, models outfits according to what you see and uh it just was yesterday when you mentioned oh you want to talk about this recreating like the process of like taking ancient environment and like recreating and also about the process of photo shoots i kind of was like oh wow that's <laughs> that's funny because i wanted to talk about photo shoot process too <laughs> so it was very interesting combination yeah yeah it's very cool so that's i guess what where we are right now like in terms of uh creating uh me trying to create this new like series so hopefully you guys saw some uh, behind the scenes of the, sp the spot here where we are. We're very lucky to be almost not interrupted at all while we are in this beautiful yes. place. One of the advantages of, I guess, Greek constructions of the, at least the Hellenistic period in Turkey, right? Because sometimes you forget that this part of Turkey and all the way to Ukraine, it was dominated by uh, Greek culture for like at some point, right? So you find ruins of uh, these uh, these places but I'm very excited to this idea of not only with Yana creating this like I think dance brings alive these ancient places as when we recorded in, uh, in Cyprus when we recorded in uh, in other places like you see an amphitheater and tomorrow when you go to Pamukkale like over the next few days we'll probably record something and then put this video on the next one but you see this amphitheater and I always thought Oh, it's so sad that they don't have concerts here anymore. It's so sad. I mean, sometimes they do, they're just they great. They used in uh, Anadolu uh, Tasho, uh, Fires of Anatolia, famous uh, uh, Turkish uh, ensemble. They used to do, for many years, used to do shows in one of those ancient amphitheaters. Uh. But then I think the problem that they're facing is that because of this number of people and dancers and music and lights, so the place starts, it's very crumbling. difficult to maintain it. So yeah. they close now, it's not happening. But I know like, just Many like five, ten years do, ago, yeah. like it was still happening. Yeah, here but it's just this thing. Like I know that, like we have beautiful, amazing theaters that are created, and like art goes on. But seeing those places and thinking, oh, this was actually had a function. Yeah. You know, this actually was used. Like people fell in love with things. They like held hands. They sat down. They did all sorts of things there. And now, sitting and chatting. Yes. <laughs> but now, of course, you have like. Whenever you go to those places, you can't help but be inspired by antiquity. And uh, also, like at least to me, going on ancient places is one of those things that, to me, you get connected. Because you sort of like get, oh, what the president is doing these days, or like whatever, like things uh, thing you want to worry about now. But you remember that whenever you go to ancient places, you remember that, first of all, history was way bloodier and worse before, in a way and sometimes way more grandiose and beautiful and maybe romantic at some point. And that's just a reminder that it is actually as romantic and beautiful right now if you embrace life, mm. you know. And I think at least to me, when you go to these ancient places, is this idea that you can celebrate the beautiful new things that you can create based on that, mm. right? Like uh, when you go, when we did here, we we're walking around and it's, oh, this cool spot here, right? So how about doing a little like uh, dance video here and I wanted to do a photograph we'll probably insert here that I thought oh like I, I thought it would be cool with the backlight this way and then I thought I want to dance here so let's create a little like something and um, and then uh, I don't know to me this 
brings life to places, creating art in ancient places, and that's my project with like this recreation of uh, combining 3D images with ancient like uh, places in the actual spots that I'm trying to do the pilot version like over here and over the next few days. But also how how can you make your experience of being not an observer in the space, mm -hmm. but being an active participant, even if it is just sit down for a cup of tea and admire the place, and something that is more than just the flex on social media, oh, look at me having fun on this place, which is the worst kind of copying, if you think about what's going on right now all the time. At the same time, it's like, People want, they sometimes have, like, we have terrible lives, we have not, like, we, our lives suck for a while, and we want to have some moments of sharing the nice, like, moments. I can't be too cynical about sharing beauty That's and sharing. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's also, like, the time what people have, uh, uh, because this is advantage of a long-term travel, like, like we, we are not in a rush. We can afford like to sit an hour and just talk here. And actually, we came back here. Yeah. <laughs> like if uh, not everyone can can allow it. And sometimes people have very short periods of times and they want to see everything because who knows when next time they will travel. So it's different also vibes and uh, and things. But uh, it's interesting point like bringing places to life is dense. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sort of what we're trying to do too, like having these images. So that's it for today. Uh, thank you for joining me, Jana. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and guys, you thank have you no for... choice to escape. <laughs> <laughs> try, try. Oh, no, no. Then um, uh, we'd love to hear from you again. Like, don't be shy. Like, uh, do comments on YouTube and uh, ask your questions or send us a question at yanadance.com slash artistdate. You can find everything there. Please leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you'd like to see more. We're trying to put these episodes every Wednesday. Uh, trying to, at least every week. Every we will week. see a new web episode. Trying for Wednesdays, but we'll see how it goes. I'm also working to put this as a audio platform, as a like audio podcast as well. So if you'd like to just listen to it, it will be available. On but a, if someone is listening right now, I also recommend check YouTube because sometimes we insert images yes. of what we actually talking. If you had them captured, yeah, we, we had this vision of being more of a conversation, but then even. We can't help. Yeah, like the, the, we need to put. And my mom was saying like, "Oh, please put photos and videos <laughs> to make more interesting." I'm like, okay, you're saying your son is not interesting, huh? Sure. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, so anyway, thank you for being with us. Uh, you can find me on most social media at Pedro Bonato with two T's and Yana with. Mine social media is Yana lower dash dams uh, with i also will add links to the description of the video and of course uh, don't forget to check out this club we talked a lot about it and you know what's the funniest thing <laughs> while we were talking i realized oh wow actually we are in the beginning of intensive at the Dance club which is learning choreography in details with me so during the intensive i actually will be talking a lot about uh using the benefit of learning someone else choreography for your own creativity too and expanding your vac vocabulary so i just thought like you know like the ideas they just like spin somewhere in the air and then they go into all different directions we just talked about this and it's like oh it's literally the time at the young club sort of not 
photo shoot copies, mm -hmm. but still like using this experience of learning choreography. So uh, check it out at yanadansclub.com. Links also will be in the show notes. And uh, I guess on this note, we can wish you all the best and yeah. we will see you very soon next time from somewhere else. Probably. <laughs>